0: Welcome to Bear and Balance. I'm Jeff Burkus, a writer for Windy City Gridiron, and I'm joined by the editor of that fine website, Lester A. Wiltfong Jr. Lester, the Bears undefeated in the preseason, Justin Fields takes a torch to the Cleveland defense. How are you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing good. I mean, that, that game last night was uh was really fun to watch as a fan, and you know, I had the the post-game show. And uh, I was talking about a little bit on our op- on our open here on the video channel, but but I had the post-game show, so It's a different energy, a little more fired up, uh, but man, the the buzz, the Justin Fields buzz is still within me, and and I'm excited to see what happens here on on September 11th when the Bears uh, host the uh, the Niners.
0: Yeah, I said this morning, it's just because I've been so excited about recording this, and it's already the afternoon, but I'm just so excited about recording this since last night. I've been thinking about it uh, nonstop, so I'm very excited to come to you now. Um, The game is a preseason game. Yeah. it's not that big of a deal in the long run. Okay. It, it's, it's the third preseason game our, uh the starters for the bears played most of the first half. Uh, many of them, some of those guys were, were out. Some of the guys for the Browns, the bigger names didn't play at all. We understand that. Okay. But we understand the context, but there was a lot of really good stuff that happened in this game. And I'm, I'm really excited to get into it here. And so our show always starts in the trenches this year, uh, that segment has been sponsored with our partners at Portillo's. So this is the Portillo's Trench Tribute that we're going to get into this week. If you would like an opportunity to win a $100 gift card, what you want to do is you want to comment where you get this information, who your Portillo's player of the week is. It doesn't have to be a player in the trenches. We would, and we don't give preference to that. But of course, you get brownie points for to Lester and I yeah. if you pick somebody along the line. So... Lester, we'll start with you this week. Who do you want to highlight for your trench tribute?
1: I can't believe I'm going to say this. I don't think I've ever put him in this spot in in the couple of years we've been doing this trench tribute. But I'm going to go with Sam Mustafa. Oh, yeah. It's just you know the narrative around a player can change. A player can work on his his craft. It happens. There are so many analysts and and, and fans and and people that that talk and write about the Bears where. If a guy is a guy, that's who he is forever for them. You know, we saw it a lot with with certain players. They have peaks and valleys. You know, they have ups and downs. And, you know, to be fair, Sam Mustafor has put the work in. Uh, He's got himself in in better shape, which is just a different shape. I'm not saying he was in bad shape last year, but it was a different style. They wanted bigger, you know, bodies up front. He added some weight. He cut some weight this year. He's leaner. He's a little quicker. Um, And I just think if you look at his play, He's had a pretty good preseason. Not perfect, not clean. Uh, there were some issues the first few weeks, but I went back and rewatched him. I thought he looked good on my first watch. So on my second watch, I like to see if, if I validate what I originally saw. And it was pretty good. I actually graded his play. Uh, I had him down for 29 snaps. And, and in those 29, uh, and, and, and my grading system is plus minus. You do your job, you get a plus. You don't, you get a minus. I don't believe in style points. You know, it's This is the offensive line. You know what I mean? I don't care how you do it. If you get your job done, that's, that's a plus in my book. So 29 steps, plus 25 minus four. It's 86.2%. Solid game for him. You know, I mean, there was a lot of times where his intelligence comes through uh, coming off the double teams. Um, some stuff in pass pro. He was picking up stunts. You saw him kind of, you know, leading his lineup there as the center. And, man, Sam Mustfer, I still rather see Lucas Patrick starting here. But I'm not as concerned as I was last season with for as, as the center. If they got to get by a few games, good for him. Plus, you know, this was an even front from the Browns. They don't really have a big nose tackle on him the whole game. So he didn't have that to contend with. But different challenges. When you're playing against an even front, stunts come from different places. So I, I thought it was a pretty nice job from Sam for this week.
0: Yeah, is that kind of the ideal position for a guy like him where you change the scheme, like from what you say, where they emphasize maybe bigger bodies and more power scheme now to more of a zone scheme? And the defensive front doesn't put one of those giant beef eaters in the middle that would, would eat him up. I mean, it, but you're right. I think that he's, he's taken a coaching, he's taken a new regime, he's done what they've asked him to. Like he was, you know, starting off the year, he was playing a lot of guard, and then Patrick hurts his thumb. And they move him over, um, you know, and and of course, uh, Doug Kramer also got hurt. Right. Yeah. So so their rookie, you know, wasn't going to be part of the picture either, uh, at least for the early going. So he slides back into center. And like you said, he he does look uh, better than he did last year. And it could be the scheme and it, and it certainly could be just that one more year of maturation. And I also think that once the center is more comfortable and can handle himself a little more, that allows the guards to be more comfortable right nice. and so again we've talked about Cody Whitehair and not you know not hearing his name very often which we were hearing you know last year and i my my theory is you know twofold one it could be an injury from from Cody that we just didn't hear about and two it was that there just wasn't that comfort comfort level uh next to mustfer like he just didn't feel like he could come off his block early enough maybe that's changed now maybe that's you know Cody's looking better because uh, you know, he feels a little bit more comfortable with Sam. He feels more comfortable with the scheme. Um, both of those things can be true, uh, and, I, and I think that that just bodes well. Like you say, Patrick can't make it back for week one. You Don't feel as, as uh, worried as we would have been with that, without this new data that we have from the preseason from, from Sam Busfer. I like that pick. I'm going to go right next to him, and I'm going to say Tevin Jenkins. Nice. Uh, last week, a lot of people got pretty excited. A lot of people named Tevin Jenkins as their trench tribute last week because they were – Pretty proud, I think, of the effort that he put in, being thrown in at the guard spot without a lot of practice. And you know, Harry K. He comes in and he's 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 going for it, right? And you know, when I watched him, I was like, okay, he's just kind of pushing. He's not really looking like a guard yet. He's kind of looking like a tackle that's just trying to push guys out of the lane, right? Uh just trying to win with like a bench press. And uh, he actually kind of got after it a little bit on a few plays. He latched on, um, which again, one well, I said, once he figures out that as a guard you can latch on and drive your guy and you know put him into the dirt, he's gonna start having a lot more fun playing guard uh than he probably thinks. And I saw that a few times. And he he got to the second level pretty well. There was there was one play where he 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 uh, had to get a linebacker. Got to the second level. Finish his block. He looked pretty good doing it. Um, I'm I'm really happy for Tevin Jenkins to to answer this answer the bell here. Come in. The Bears really needed that right guard spot to be taken up by somebody. Um, I understand it's not necessarily what he thought or he wanted um, coming into the year or what what where he envisioned himself when he was drafted. But it's a new regime. It's a new coaching staff. They've challenged him to take on this spot. He's not done so, and he sure looks like he's going to be starting this year at Red Guard.
1: How can he not? I mean, at this point, I mean, he's he's been the guy for the last few weeks. He's growing and improving. You know, the very first drive, the the entire front for the Bears had, had some issues. Part of that was Jenkins, but he's a guy that he, he settles in. You know, as the game wears on, he settles in. That's how his whole season will be. He's going to take some weeks to get really acclimated to what he's doing there. Uh, we talked about it on last week's show. There's just a different... It's a different style of set for the pass pro. Uh, the run game is the run game. I mean, you, you, you get locked on there. It's it's pretty much the same. But but even there though, the guys are coming at you differently. There's different angles. Uh, I, I'm excited for Tevin Jenkins this year as well.
0: Yeah, I'm be. I think I'm going to be watching a lot of Tevin Jenkins tape this year. I Have a yeah. feeling about that?
1: Oh, for sure. You know, real quick before we move on to the next category, I want to just you know, reiterate the Partillo's Trans tribute. Uh, if you guys want a chance to win that hundred dollar gift card, you know, just comment wherever you're wherever you're checking this out. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, comment to us with your Portillo's Trends Tribute. We, we like to be the guys up front just because that's our brand, but uh, you know we understand if it may not be there. And then for you guys that are, are podcast only, you know you guys listen to the show, send us an email at secondcitygridiron at gmail.com and uh, tell, tell us your Trends Tribute there, and we'll make sure we get you guys in that drawing too to win that $100 gift card.
0: And second is two 2ND. Two Not 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 spelled out. Not spelled so, out exactly uh, 2ND City Gridiron. So nice. uh, yes, absolutely. Bring that in. Send it to us. Uh, comment whatever we want to see uh, who you guys who you guys have. So we're gonna move on to our tweet of the week. So again, Lester and I spend probably arguably too much time on Twitter, but there is some good stuff. On, on the on the, on the the Twitter machine if you allow yourself to uh, spend some time and try to curate your timeline. And there's a lot of good stuff that comes out on Twitter. There's a lot of good interaction. And sometimes we pull some good stuff uh, into this show that I think uh, highlights that. So uh, what tweet did you highlight for this week?
1: So, so watching the game, there was a play where I'm not sure who it was. One of the bears deflected the ball at the line of scrimmage, and the ball kind of trickled and fell to the ground. And another bear saw it on the ground, and he, he jumped on it. That's a mentality that this defense has now. So I tweeted out, you know, I love seeing the Bears jumping the ball afterwards batted down. And then Dan Bolan at Dan Bolin tweeted back at me. Yes, every time, no matter who is in there, I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid on this coaching staff. I've seen discipline and effort all preseason. Excited to watch the core develop and then see the infusion of additional talent next offseason. And I think Dan hit it on nail on the head. This is a this is a coaching thing. This is a philosophy thing. This is the entire hits philosophy. It's it's something we saw as Bears fans back in the uh, Lovey Smith, Rod Marinelli, that era. Balls in the ground. You, you never know. Pick it up. Jump on it. And just seeing that in preseason, seeing it in training camp, awesome. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I think you go back to the presser where uh, uh, George McCaskey fired the, the last regime,
1: right? And that's, my, that's one of my favorite press conferences. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and one of the things he mentioned, like, well, what are you looking for in a new staff? Right. And he talks about like, grit and all you know, all this stuff. And then he mentions, like, yeah, I I'd basically like it if defensive players would touch offensive <laughs> players when they're down, right? Like he'd like basically called out Eddie Jackson and, you know, some other he people that shot. Yeah. Just didn't touch the player down on, you know, whatever game that was late in the year. And I yeah, that stuff really bothers him. Right, like I mean, to to call that out specifically, uh, clearly stuck in his craw, and I think that that probably did lead uh, him in this in this search for someone who was going to say those types of things. Right, if you've ever done any hiring, you know you're you're you've got some buzzwords that you've put into the job description and all that kind of stuff, and you know it helps if that candidate repeats some of those back to you. And I'm wondering if George really does see some of those. Uh, some of those grit and, you know, playing hard and, and being disciplined and, you know, really kind of being hallmarks of what he thinks Bears football is all about. And I'm just I'm just impressed with how disciplined they've been. Yeah. Just just how disciplined they've been. That um, Yet they fly to the football, but yet they're doing it under control. They're doing it smart. Uh, I I've if you have watched the preseason, it'd be hard for me uh, to hear that you're not buying it to the coaching philosophy because it's a very easy thing I think as a Bears fan to identify with. So I'm excited too. Um, I'm, uh, I'm highlighting our friend TJ Starman. That is his real name. Starman is his real name. So he's at TJ Starman. uh, And he says, I I, I amended it a little bit because he was replying to the, the, the late hit that happened on Justin Fields and the, the two offensive linemen that came to basically, you know, uh, to his aid and in his defense, and he's uh, he actually says also Ryan Griffin did because he wasn't getting uh, Griffin wasn't getting credit for it. And he says I really like Ryan Griffin from a locker room standpoint. You see him step in here and he's constantly name dropped by Comet in interviews. And I thought that Ryan Griffin has actually had a sneaky good uh, preseason. It's someone that we haven't really spent any time talking about? So I wanted to highlight that tweet here because this is just one of those veteran signings. That a new GM makes that reflects what he sees as important to bring in to his new team to set a culture, to set the tone for what he expects his players to be. And Griffin, by all accounts, you know he's been a veteran in the league for a long time. Um, He's not going to catch fifty balls or anything like that, but he's going to come in. He's going to have a couple nice plays here and there. He's going to he's going to be able to block. Um, but he's also there to set a good presence in the locker room and just to to bring the attitude that Ryan Poles envisions this team should have. And uh, there are a number of veteran signings that are like that, and we'll highlight those throughout the year when that when they pop up and they do like you know good solid solid professional football player things. But I thought last night that was Ryan Griffith's, Griffin's time to kind of show that. There was that moment there where he kind of came in, got the guy out of the pot, and he's like, come on, man. What are you doing? And then later on in that drive, he catches a very nice touchdown pass. So you know, there's just this this uh, nice little highlight for Ryan Griffin that I want to get out there.
1: The, another thing is, is, is the, the penalty on that drive was Griffin's penalty. Sure. And, and the Bears overcame that as an offense. And how many times in the last few years have we seen this team – something stupid like that happens and it just it implodes it just piles on and but but you know last night here they are here's a penalty fine you know we're getting backed up let's just keep working keep plugging away and that's what they did and then the fact that he capped it off with a touchdown poetic justice right there
0: yeah nice little corner out right he he lands yeah. up in line and then he he just runs a real nice corner out that the scheme uh held held the corner there and he was able to to beat the safety to the corner it's a, it's a nice game. Great, great yeah. ball. Right. I mean, in, in, in nice route by Griffin, Veteran presence there. Uh, let's let's move to our stat of the week. Uh, we call this category the caught up in a numbers game. What did you come up with?
1: Uh, my number zero this week. And uh, that's that is the, uh, the the number of combined interceptions from the Bears quarterbacks the entire preseason. They threw oh. no picks, no picks. And they had uh they had six total touchdowns.
0: And think about how good that is when one of those quarterbacks is named Ryan Peterman.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Yeah. I, even I got it wrong. All right. Nathan Peterman, yes.
1: No one knows. No, yeah, I mean, it's it's it just shows how, how, you know, again, that's a philosophy thing. It's it's what they want to do. And you know, so like I said, zero picks, which is of course led the preseason, led. Uh, and then the six total total touchdowns from their quarterbacks, which tied for the most in preseason of all 32 teams in the NFL. And, and I'm gonna mention the passer rating of all three combined quarterbacks. That's Simeon Peterman and uh and uh Justin Fields, of course. Um, because everyone knows pass rating. It's it's not the perfect stat, but they all know what it means. Uh those three quarterbacks in a preseason, a 105.4 passer rating, which is take that. that's good. That's good. Yeah.
0: Uh, that, that's good stuff. I, I can't believe I messed up Peterman's first name, but that's I'm right. sure that he's not going to be around.
1: Hey, at, at least you're not calling the tailback the punter like I did uh, uh,
0: last no, week. That was, that's just because you got Trenton Gill in the mind. Um, my, my stat is 10, and that is the number of receivers that Justin Fields completed a ball to last night on his 14 ah. completions. So obviously part of this is because you're in the preseason and you're playing a lot of players. But I think that part of what I, I'll say me, right. I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but part of what I get a little bit worried about is that fields might lock in to a very skinny tree where he's really only throwing to Darnell Mooney and then maybe Cole Komet as a secondary option. And you're forcing the ball to Mooney and you get into some bad habits that way. Cause you don't feel good about who else is on the field. And I, and again, preseason, there's a lot of moving parts and all that kind of stuff, but this scheme should get Justin to throw to the open player, not throw to the Darnell Mooney, right? Like that's, I, and I think that's the difference. And I think that that's going to be a positive in, in the long run for him. And I think that it, hitting 10 different receivers is really cool. If he can do eight receivers a game in a regular season, um, that'll that'll be really good as well for him. So I just thought that was a nice little reflection of what he was
1: willing to throw the ball to a lot of different receivers last night. And I think that's reflected with the scheme. You hit the nail on the head. It's a scheme thing. It's it's a philosophy. It's an offense. I mean, we saw Luke Etsy obviously come from the Packers scheme. And uh, Devontae Adams, you know, he dominated the target share. And we saw last year in Chicago, Darnell Mooney pretty much dominated the target share. So it's preseason. I want to see if this this trend continues. But I think, the way that we've kind of seen them work in preseason we kind of saw them in training camp darnell Mooney's is going to be their one i mean that's that's uh that's for sure but i think the way they're scheming guys up um, they're going to try and get other guys involved just because that's how you run a an effective offense in the nfl and it's you know it's we're seeing that now with luke getz i think it's a uh, it's a nice change and that's a good number right there at 10 i like that
0: yeah i don't know if you listen to i mean there's a lot of NFL content out there, but I, one of the NFL podcasts that I listen to regularly is with Robert Mays on The Athletic. And Mays had Nate Tyson, his regular contributor there, and they talked about Luke Getzy, and They talked about the Bears, and they talked about um, what Getze was bringing to this, uh, to this offense, Justin Fields. And, you know, there's a lot of shade being thrown even when they're not trying to throw it at the last the last guy, right? I mean, we try to we're trying to move on too. We're trying to not throw it at the, the, the last guy. But he was just, uh, Nate was, uh, Tice was saying how impressed he was with Luke Getze, with how he was running practice, how there was no fat in the practice, how everything was uh, smart, how it was laid out, and how they were even stealing reps where um, they'd have a handoff. And instead of the quarterback just, carrying out the fake, they would pitch the quarterback the ball and the quarterback would, would, you know, roll out like it was a bootleg. So they were stealing reps um, on play. So that it wasn't just kind of wasted time. And I was just like, if a guy like Nate Tice who's seen a lot of football and it's not the only, this isn't, you know, they're not creating that on their own. They're not the only uh, team that are doing that, but they're, doing smart things in practice and they're running lean practices and they're doing things that catch a guy like Nate Tice, who, you know, was a coach in the league and, you know, whose dad obviously was a coach in the league. So he's seen a lot of football is impressed with, and he's impressed with the system that he's uh, putting just the fields in. That's pretty important. Right. And and they basically said the same thing that we've been trying to say, which is, this is a system. This is a system that's built on football philosophy. And because of that, you're going to see a lot of looks, a lot of different plays out of the same look, whereas the last regime was a collection of plays, and it can be easily scouted when you only run one or two things out of that look. Yeah. And, and so this is, this is going to be setting the fund- foundation, setting the fundamentals here for Justin Fields to then, you know, you're building the floor. And once you have that floor established, the talent that Justin Fields has is going to take that ceiling to heights that Bears fans have never seen.
1: You know, all this Justin Fields talk is a great segue to our next category, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. That's. uh, It's almost like I meant to do that. (laughs) All right, so we always, because Justin Fields is so important, we always want to talk about Justin Fields and what we call the Fields Report. Uh, 14 of 16, 156 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, added two carries for 11 yards. I believe both of those were first downs. I know one of them was first down. And so smart smart running in the football, obviously got that hit on him as well. The three touchdowns, we already talked about the corner route to Ryan Griffin. Uh, he had a touchdown pass to Dante Pettis, who I think we could talk about at some point in this show. Um, Pettis was lined up as the outside receiver, hit the top of his stem, faked the post route, you know, meaning that he, so he's lined up on the left side, uh, hit the top of his stem, faked running to the right uh, corner. So basically that, they call that a post route. And then juked back um, uh, into the, an or a corner. I think it was a corner route.
1: Just, it was a real crisp, clean route by Pettis. It's
0: it very nice, um, yeah. but he, he absolutely got the corner to bite. Like he yeah. took, like that corner took a big step and that's why he was so open. Uh, very nice crafty move from Pettis, who again has a really nice pedigree. Uh, just has not put it together at the pro level yet. Hopefully he can contribute. And then the Colt Komet touchdown, which looked like probably broken coverage, but it nice was an yeah. action boot um, extends the play you know he sees Colcombe just standing there by himself and delivers a strike so uh, a gorgeous half of football from Justin Fields and I think it's it's the it's exactly what everybody needed to see from Justin Fields as we go into the first game
1: the national pundits uh, were out on twitter last night and today and they were really praising Justin Fields' game but but I, i'm going to talk about his his three games uh, his preseason uh he was 23 for 30 in the preseason uh 76.7% completion uh 243 yards he had a uh, 8.1 yards per attempt uh those three touchdowns and his pass rating for the pre- three games was a 133.1 which is again It's a nice pass rating, and he was sacked twice in the preseason. But I want to talk about that 8.1 yards per attempt really quick here. Uh, To give it a little perspective, yes, it's practice. We're talking about practice, but that 8.1 yards per attempt, last season in the regular season, only two quarterbacks in the entire NFL had a a better than an 8.1 yards per attempt. Justin Fields wants to push it downfield when he can. We saw this last year from him. You know, and and the first few games, and even in training camp, there were some fans and some analysts that say, hey, he's, he's kind of checking down a little too much. And I've always looked at that as a positive. He's taking what the defense gives him. Let's make the smart, easy throw here. And he was very accurate on, on, on the short stuff yesterday. So let's take the nice, easy throw. And then when it's there to drive the ball downfield, he'll do it because that's what he wants to do. So, and Justin Fields, it's – uh I was pretty fired up last night on the post game show. Like I said, it's a different energy, but th- that buzz is still there, man. Because that's what we want. We want to see our. Co- Can you imagine if Chicago has a good quarterback? We are going to be insufferable as a fan base if, <laughs> if, if 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 the if Chicago has a quarterback. Oh my God, it's going to be beautiful.
0: Well, I mean, let's let's I mean, let's play this out just just for a second. Let's dream here. Dream here with me just for a minute, Lester. Justin Fields becomes the guy. Aaron Rodgers is about my age, right? He, he can't play football that much longer. Uh he wants to go, you know, out and do I have, whatever the, the, whatever he's the hallucinogen trucks <laughs> he was doing. You know, he's got his percocet, he's got his uh ayasaka. I don't even know how to say it. Um he, he's a weird dude, right? I don't know how much longer he's gonna play. He, you know, he got he got this big extension at the cost of everything else. I I don't know. I don't know. I Jordan Love behind him, I'm not convinced, you know, is a guy I almost feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to play until they release Love into the pool, right? <laughs> like just just the spite. Uh, Jared Goff, clearly not the guy in Detroit. Detroit might be a competitive team this year. They might play themselves out of a top pick for a quarterback because you know, they've they've waited around. Um, Jared, Jared Goff's not the guy. No. And Kirk Cousins is not the guy. Um, and they But he's
1: that's he's good enough to make you think people competitive.
0: he's the guy. Yeah. But he's not but he's not the guy. And, and certainly uh, Kellen Mond, uh, as they learned this year, is not the guy. Right. Yeah. So quickly, this this division could be owned by Chicago if this works, if this breaks in the right direction.
1: Did you see Patty's tweet last night with her uh, post game article that she put up there? What she said. The Bears have officially taken the north during the preseason, <laughs> and now they just, you know, they can't give it back. Yeah, that was
0: a good, it was good wording too. It's like, now, now it's just not giving it back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that again, it's it's practice football and all that. Um, so it's, it's a little early for, for that kind of talk, right? I know we're all very excited, but I think the sentiment is there for the foundation to be built in a, in a strong way this year and to get there soon, right? I think that's what this season's all about. It's not about the win-loss. It's about uh, setting that really strong foundation so that you can build something that's you know, truly impressive. So uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna let somebody pay the bills here. We'll be back right after that.
2: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity van 29.com.
0: All right, Lester, we're back. So let's talk about our favorite segment, the Three Bears. Uh, we identify someone who gets a hot bowl of pour, someone who exceeded expectations, uh, someone who gets uh, a cold bowl of pour, someone who just you know, really needs a little bit of help. We don't want to call anybody out too much, but, you know, sometimes guys just don't have the best day. And then the just right. You know, this is what we expect from that person. Uh, nice game out of them, Um, etc. et, cetera, et cetera. So, who did you identify for the Hot Bullet Porch?
1: This easily could have been Justin Fields. So, right. we just talked about him a bit. So, but I'm going to go uh, on defense. I'm going to go cornerback, Devontae Harris. Okay. Uh, he led the Bears with six tackles. He had a force fumble, a pass defense. Uh, he's number 16 at corner, which is a lot of times, you know, we're not used to yeah. those teen numbers at corner. But, but I, I, I remember when the Bears signed him in the offseason. I didn't think much of it. I'm like, okay, it's another, uh, a, a fairly younger veteran reclamation type project. He's has five years in the league, uh, 36, 37 appearances, like nine start through his, through his journey. But I didn't think much of it, but I thought he's had a nice preseason, uh, a nice strong finisher in his last game. I still think he's close to that bubble. Uh, we got to see how the, how the whole thing plays out. Of course the cut down day is, is Tuesday at three o'clock Chicago time. But, but I thought, I thought Harris did, did something and, whether he makes the Bears or not, I think he has some nice some pieces preseason film on tape where he may find another gig or at the very least end up back on the practice squad for the Bears.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering how that secondary shakes out. There's a lot of pretty good performers. I think you have to give Ryan Pohl some credit for rebuilding a, an area that yeah. definitely had some issues last year, right? Yeah. Um, you know, because I I've, I've thought Lamar Jackson has looked – pretty good, you know, throughout the rig, throughout the preseason. I thought he's probably done enough to secure a spot, but a lot of players and, and again, number 16, you just hope that if he gets signed uh, that he gets a new number, because I don't know that I can handle a 16 defensive back. Um, maybe that's only for the preseason. I mean, are we allowing 16 for?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, ah, that's the just, thing now they've changed. Just can't do it. I, I like the number change it gives them a uh more freedom to kind of express themselves, but it's just a weird as a defensive back. It just takes some getting used to
0: no i don't like it you should be in the no. 20s or 30s I'm just, <laughs> you know just just saying uh all right so i i, I i'm gonna give the hot bowls of porridge bowls oh. to, to the justins so i'm justin fields deserves it i'm not going to deny him this yeah. he, he absolutely deserves it we just talked about it at length we could talk the whole show about justin fields we maybe we will <laughs> one of these days uh i also want to talk about justin jones um I don't think we've talked enough about him. He was sort of the backup plan to uh, the, the the failed signing um, from the premier uh, free agency signing uh, for Ryan Poles' first free agency. And Just Jones was the backup plan, and he got a nice little contract to come in and play the three technique here in this defense. And I, I thought he played pretty well last night. Had a very nice uh, uh, run stop. I think he just he looks like a really good player and a really good fit in the scheme. And I think that he is going to play an incredibly important role in this defense. That seems pretty obvious by the, by the yeah. scheme, but I, I think that Bears fans are going to like him. I, I think he's going to step in and he's going to play a uh, good football at an important role in the zebra defense. defense. Um, and again, I think he showed out last night and I, I think that he deserves a little bit of, a little bit of dap.
1: I'm glad you mentioned him because when I had my, my uh, rewatch today, I did see the nice uh, tackle for loss, and then like as he was in there, he has pretty quick get off. You know, he he gets he explodes out of out of his stance pretty quickly. There, um, he, he's pretty active. He's he's a hustler. I mean, you can see why the Bears went out and got him as their as their backup plan. And then there was a play where he actually uh, dropped into the coverage, uh, which mm-hmm. is, which I, I've always been a fan of zone blitz. Philosophy, I like that. I think it's great to confuse a quarterback. This wasn't a zone blitz; it was just basically the Bears rush three. Uh, they kind of dropped him off, and our guy Brandon Robinson, who we've had on the show on, on, on the channel several times, uh, he he's a uh, he coaches defensive backs in college, and uh, he mentioned that's just a uh, it's a Tampa two look where the the middle linebacker kind of takes that deep shot, uh, the the deep middle third, and the defensive tackle kind of replaces him. Just a different look for a for a defense, and uh, I like that. I think Justin Jones gets a, a good call on your part.
0: Yeah. I, again, I think he's going to play an important role this year. I don't think we've talked about it much. Right. And again, it's... it's one of those veteran signings and I think it got kind of washed away from the Jovi stuff. Right. And whatever that was, that that's in the past, it didn't work out. It didn't happen. Um, but you have to give Ryan Paul some credit for having a backup option ready. I don't think he necessarily had that ready uh, for like the, the, the Ryan Bates saga. Right. Um, you know, for, for that, but, but, this, this he did have a backup plan. I think people are going to appreciate Jones. Uh, cold, of Porridge for you. Who did you identify? It's tough when the, the first teamers are playing pretty well, but who did you identify?
1: Overall, I thought this guy played a pretty good game, uh, but I'm going to go Riley Reef. Mm. Uh, he played some left tackle. Uh, like I said, he was okay. Uh, his pass pro, there was one, one rapper is a little shaky, but he did his job. W- I probably would have gave him a plus if I was actually great in his film, but I'm giving him the cold because of that unnecessary roughness penalty Uh, that was a nice eight or nine yard run by Khalil Herbert Uh, the play was clearly over he just kind of came in and kind of drove himself at a guy that was already on the ground and I like the aggression and and maybe this is just him shaking off the rust because he has missed some some time here he's just getting back acclimated to what's going on in football maybe his timing is a little bit off he was trying to make a play maybe he thought Herbert was still up but like I said it's it's ticky tack just because of the one play to ding him but I got to go that way. Plus, like you said, the Bears won. They, they, the first teamers all looked great, so it was tough to find a find a guy I wanted to be critical of. So, but at this time, it's going to be Reef.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I'm contractually obligated to not talk bad about a Hawkeye, so we're, we'll move on. I, I knew you're going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, i mean, and again, this is this is a win. Uh, so it's 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 practice football. It's preseason. The starters played really well. What are we doing here, Jeff? Don't be so harsh. Maybe don't even give out a cold bowl of porridge. And I've done that before. I've given it to like the announcers. I've given. Yeah. It, I should honestly give the cold bowl of porridge to NFL Plus, ah. because what are we what are we doing here, guys? Like, I apparently I was in network. I live in Iowa. I'm in network for this game that's being played in Cleveland, but my local station isn't playing the game. So how am I in network there? Like just it's preseason, just open it up. Just let us watch these games. What do you, what is this? Um, anyway, they, they deserve a cold bowl of porridge for whatever the heck this app is that they think that they've done such a good job. With. Um, I, I do have a player, um, Demantre Tuggle. I, again, you're, you're trying to make an impression. You're trying to make a good impression. I, I, he didn't have a lot of tape. He didn't have a lot of opportunities. He got stood up on a run and he didn't protect the football, lost the fumble deep when you're trying to salt away a win, um. You know, the Bears again, it's preseason, don't freak out. But that, that's a that's bad, right? Like he, he did enough to kind of stay alive, but he stood up. He needs to just kind of bury that football. He's not gonna break that tackle, he needs to go down. Uh instead he he held it out, defender came in, peanut punched it out, um, and and he lost the football and and, and that led to a touchdown. Uh the two point conversion failed. So the Bears held on to a twenty one to twenty win there, but it just Again, that's just a mistake that you can't have, and obviously he's going to be kicking himself because that's probably the, the last action that he's going to have uh, as a Bear because I imagine that he's going to be a, an easy cut for Ryan Poles to make
1: here. Yeah, He may bounce back to the practice squad because the Bears don't really have uh, much – you know, much at that position are pretty pretty sh- short. There, the guys that they they have are probably going to make the roster. Uh Him and Evans kind of battling for a spot, but you usually want to have at least you know at least one guy in the practice squad that can that can carry the ball. But that's a good pick, Tuggle. He, uh you know, the the T in the hits philosophy stands for takeaways, uh, but when it's from the offensive perspective, it's protecting the ball. So he didn't uh, do that last night, and I'm sure he got talked to by the coaches, and it's a coaching point. You know, he'll just have to be, he'll be better on that and. You no, know, he's he's a young rookie. He'll, he'll he'll get there.
0: Yeah, and if he didn't get talked to about it, that's an even worse thing. Yeah, you know, because that means that they didn't uh, they're giving up on you. But all right, just right. I think you could go a few different places here. Um, who did you highlight?
1: You know, much like my Trent's tribute with Sam Mustford was a was a first ever guy in that category. I, I don't think I've ever mentioned this guy in the just right category. and That's cornerback Kendall Vildor. Okay, right? who uh, three tackles, one tackle for loss, one pass defense. I always figured he would a lock for the team based on his experience, his best team's ability, you know, just because I saw who they brought in. But I didn't think he'd have a a starting-type role, and that's really what it looks like he's going to be here because they like Kyler Gordon at nickel right now. You kind of can do both. But when he's in there, when Gordon's in there nickels, nickel, Vilder seems like the guy they're getting the starting reps outside. Um, Kendall Vilder, man. I mean, it's uh, not a good scheme fit last year what they were doing. Um, Jonathan Wood, who writes for the Bears blog, did an article I talked about a few times on the show where actually he broke down all their all their stats, whether they're in man or in zone. And Wilder was much better when he was playing zone last year. When he was in man, he was pitiful. But when he was playing in a, in a zone coverage at the time, he was decent. And I think uh, moving into the new scheme, I think it fits him better. He's a physical player. Um, he likes things in front of him. He wants to see what's going on. You know he's not going to do much man to man stuff, which that's not what Stephen's asked to do very often. So, Kindervildorf, he plays just like this, makes his does his job right. He's just right. I like it.
0: Yeah, and with uh, you know with some of the injury struggles and some of the nickel guys early, uh, there there may be more opportunity for him to play outside as they flex Kyler Gordon into that nickel spot. That's why he's Gordon has played so much nickel throughout the preseason is because they don't know that they have a guy that can step in and play that nickel spot. So it uh, makes sense. And, and again, here's a guy that here's a guy Yeah, yeah happy. We all call really just influences us. Uh, he, he he came in as one of those, you know, oh man, Kindle Wilder, I really like this, you know, this uh, this, this pickup here. It's going to be fun to watch. And then he got the opportunity, and he didn't look very good. Yeah. Right? And so everybody was really excited at first about him. And then everybody kind of flushed him. Nah, he's garbage. I don't like him. I don't want any part of him. And okay, but you've got a new regime. You've got a new philosophy. You've got a new scheme that are coming in. They vision him in a different way. He has another year of growth. He has another opportunity to prove himself. And here, here he is actually doing a pretty good job, right? And so you have to be willing to change your mind as, as an analyst or as a fan when you're watching these guys and say, you know, hey, these, these guys are growing, right? Like yeah. just because they may not have Succeeded in the last scheme with the in the last environment does not mean that they're just out of football. They you know they 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 do have a skill set that can translate into different positions or, or or different schemes and so it's really good uh, it's really good to highlight him and some of these other players that are from the last regime that have an opportunity to try to be part of something here going forward and and, and has shown that he can do that. Uh, my guys, this is where I want to talk about Dante Pettis. I could have gone a couple different guys, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Dante Pettis here. Three catches, 37 yards, and a touchdown. I think he's showing that he can be a contributor. Again, this is one of those guys that can be a secondary, tertiary option after you have the targets, Darnell Mooney and Cole Kmet. This is a, this is a professional pedigree wide receiver. People say, oh, they don't, they didn't, they didn't uh, surround Justin Fields with any talent. Don't do Pettis has a, a good pedigree, right? I mean, Nakheel Harry has a good pedigree. He's hurt right now, right? Like, but he attracted another NFL team to, to use a lot of capital to, to bring them onto his team in the draft, right? So yes, they're they're retreads, these are guys that uh, didn't work out in other places, but Dante Pettis has real skills. He has a real skill set. And even if his ceiling is not you know, a top 10 receiver, who cares? He can still be a role player. You can see that he can run a crisp route. Uh, you can see that he can bring value in special teams. You know, he, he does a pretty good job of being pretty sure handed in the return game. And so I, I want to, I thought that he would make, this is one of those like with Vilder with you. Early on, I thought Pettis had the, had the inside track to make the team. I think he's proven everything that he needed to in the preseason to make this roster.
1: Showing a special team's ability helps him. Obviously he's going to be the fifth or sixth receiver um, we'll see how many receivers the Bears carry, but they're probably going to have to keep, if, if they believe in, in, in Harry, they're going to keep him on the on the 53, which means they're going to have to probably expose someone to waivers. Um, but, you know, you, you can always have those those deals made with certain guys. that Hey, we're going to cut you now, you know, and if, if you make it through, we're going to bring you back because, you know, with Harry, he's going to go on IR immediately. So there'll be a couple guys like that they talk to, but I'm with you. And this is another reason why I never thought they should go out and sign another guy. Like they shouldn't uh, make a trade for Mims with the Jets because they have already these types of guys in a roster, right? Tajay Sharp, you know, Harry, who's hurt now Pettis, you know, these guys that are trying to, to make a name for themselves again, after failing, so to speak, at other places. So they already have enough of those guys in a roster, let these guys battle. And we saw Sharp in, in the first game um, look pretty good. Pettis has been solid to the preseason. So it's not big time name guys around Justin Fields, but, it's not like it's a bunch of like, you know, undrafted free agents. I mean, these guys are experienced NFL players and, you know, it's, it's for one year anyway, you know, let's see what these guys have and what they do before the bears decide to, uh, you know, go ahead and and spend big money on on a receiver.
0: Yeah. They'll have the full complement of picks next year and they'll have a lot of uh, free agency dollars. They can go out and they can acquire a bigger name next year, but now's the opportunity to try to build that foundation. Like we've talked about. So, um. All right. Well, that's it for this show. Uh, we'll we'll get out of here in a second. Um, and for those of you that are watching on video, stick around. We'll we'll go through some Q and A here. But for the podcast, we'll get out of here. We're gonna take a little bit of time off between now and the the start. We get that week off. So. Basically, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be prepping all the stuff for the site. We're going to be prepping all the stuff for the video content, for the podcast channel, uh, getting all of our ducks in a row. So you will see a schedule from us come out of what you can expect on, on a general lineup uh, for every week. Uh, you'll, you'll see some new shows pop up. You'll see um, you know some new features that we're going to have in video, some, some new articles that we're going to have on the site. Uh, we've got a lot planned. It's going to be a marathon. Um, I know I'm already... Like stealing myself for this, uh, this this race that we're gonna we're gonna start here in a couple of weeks, um, but I am really excited. I think that we're building something really cool, and we have a lot of really cool people that we work with, and a lot of cool content that we're getting ready to talk about. And I do think that this year is going to be a lot of fun if you come in it into it with the right mindset. The right mindset is we're building a foundation. The right the, the right mindset is not we're gonna win the Super Bowl this year. That's not what this is. So it come along with us. And we will, we will explore this this rebuild and this foundation building. Um, anything going on with you before we get the season started, Lester?
1: You know, Sam, I mean, we're going to take, uh, as far as this show, we're taking the, the, the quick break. But, you know, after every game, we'll be back here giving out a $100 gift card from Bertilis the entire season. So we got, what, 17 more cards to go. We'll give one out to, after this show. Probably, uh, you know, Wednesday, Thursday we'll make the draw. So, you know, you get a chance to jump in for that. But then after every game, man hundred dollars you know a lot of beef a lot of beef
0: all right well we'll get out of here thanks everybody for joining us and until next time
1: bear down